Welcome to the relaunching of Miss Retro Reads Good Books. We're going to be keeping some things and changing other things. So you might have noticed that there are a few books and episodes missing from the station. That's because I'm going to be reading books in the public domain. And that's books printed from 1923 and before that. So that's why I cleaned up the station and I'm sorry you won't get to hear the last of Roy Rogers and Dale Evans, but don't worry, everything worked out in the end. But you could always find it for yourself and read the ending. Um, and I'm going to be doing some shows in between um, reading the books where I just talk to you about things um, that I've learned through the years. So facts known by few, going to take any subject and tell you facts you might not have known about it. And then we're going to be having a segment called Good Stuff, where it's something that I've seen that I would recommend to a friend. So a movie or music or something like a game that you might enjoy. Something you can check out for yourself. It's like recommendations. Then we have a segment called Books I Have Known. Books that I've read that I can't read on the podcast because of copyright issues, but that I would recommend and are really good books. Some of them are sitting on my shelf. So the first segment we're going to talk about today is Facts Known by Few. The reason I chose this name is because I was watching an Andy Griffith show one time. I don't know if you've seen it. It's a pretty funny comedy, black and white, where... Barney and Andy are friends. They're working together in the office. And Barney's reading a newspaper or a magazine. And he says, Hey, did you know that when a horse is born, its eyes are as large as when it is a full-grown animal? And Andy says, No, I, I didn't know that. And then... Barney's quiet for a minute, and then he said, Did you know that there are more stars in the heaven than there are grains of, grains of sand on the beach? And Barney, Andy said, What are you reading? And Barney says, Odd facts known by few. So I decided to take off the odd and just say facts known by few. That way I can pick any subject, just tell you lots of stuff about it. So you might learn something. So today's subject will be Our Lady of Guadalupe. If you don't know who she is, you've probably seen her image without realizing it. Because she has the, her image has been replicated more than any image ever. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Amazing to think of. But she appeared to an Indian Juan Diego on December 9th, 1531. She appeared to Juan Diego and said, I would like a temple to be built for me here on this spot. And Juan Diego was like, whoa, I, I don't think I can do that. She said, I want you to go to the bishop and ask the bishop to do that. And he said, well, how, how will he know, you know, that I'm not telling, that I'm telling the truth and everything. And she said, just go and see him. So he went to go see the bishop. And the bishop said, well, she'll have to give me a sign uh, that she is really 
the mother of God that has appeared to you. So go back and tell her that. So when he got back, his, his uncle was sick and he said, Oh no, I better go get the doctor. So on December 12th, he's going to go get the doctor and he's trying to avoid our lady because he, he's too busy to talk to her right now. And she finds him anyway. And he says, she says, um, you know, how did you, how are you doing? Are you okay? And, and why are you kind of running away? And he, it's so cute what he says. He said, good morning, my lady. How did you sleep last night? I thought that was so cute. He would think to say that. Um, and she says, you know, you, you shouldn't worry about your uncle. Nothing will, nothing will harm her, him. He's already, he's already well at this moment. Are you not my little son? Am I not your mother? Are you not in the crossing of my arms? Beautiful, the things that she said. Um, so he goes, um, she says, you have to go and give something to the bishop for me. So he, she takes some roses and she arranges them and he wears this little um, tilma, which is kind of like a poncho. And it's made of cactus fibers. So it's been woven. It's very rough. And it's cold. So it's very odd that there would be roses blooming in December. So she arranges the roses. He puts them up and closes the tilma. And she tells him not to open it until he, he sees the bishop. So he goes to the bishop. And he said, this is from... This is from the lady, and he opens his tilma, and there are these beautiful roses, and they are Castilian roses, roses from the place that the bishop was from in Spain. And so he saw this as a sign, because how could how could there be Castilian roses here in the Americas? And not only that, on the tilma was an image of the mother of God that Juan Diego said had appeared to him. Beautiful image that you've probably seen of her. So the first fact is there are no underdrawings on the image. You know how if you've ever painted something, first you need to do an outline, a sketch of the image, and then you paint over it. Well, some people thought, well, perhaps this is a painting, but they've seen with technology that there is no drawing underneath and there is no paint um, on the image. Second, the tilma was, has lasted for over 450 years, and it's made of cactus fibers that normally only last 15 to 30 years. Number three, the stars on the tilma are astronomically correct to the date, December 12th, 1531, when Our Lady appeared. Four, the pupils of Mary's eyes are lifelike and they reflect a bearded man. You can look with a microscope and see a bearded man. And this man looks like the paintings that were made of Juan Diego in his day. So it's almost as if the image has a reflection of Juan Diego in her pupil of her eye. And number five, at six feet away, when you look at the image, her skin appears olive color, almost as if she is Native American. And when you come closer to the image, 
Her skin becomes lighter, almost like a European woman. Number six, the image is always at 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit or 36.5 Celsius. I'm sorry, but that's crazy. If you go up to the Tilma and touch it, it feels like a human temperature. Number seven, Christopher Columbus was devoted to an image in Spain named Our Lady of Guadalupe. When he was on his voyage to discover the Americas, he prayed to her and it was said that she protected him from a terrible storm at sea. He named a Caribbean island after her, the island of Guadalupe. Number eight, the Aztec goddess Tonantizin had been worshipped for decades on the same site Our Lady appeared at, at Tepeyac. Pretty cool, but I think the most amazing one is that the tilma has the same temperature as a human being. That's crazy. So now we're on to good stuff. I would like to recommend to you a movie from 1960 based on the novel of Robert Louis Stevenson, Kidnapped. And that's the name of the movie. It's starring Peter Finch and James MacArthur, and it was filmed in Scotland and made by Disney. It's a really beautiful film, beautiful costumes, and here's a little bit about the plot. And I'm going to read, I think, Kidnapped to you guys, so I'm not going to give away the whole plot. But, just to get you interested, so a young man, his mother passes away, so he goes to find his uncle. And his uncle is this old miser that lives in this really big estate. And he's just trying to figure out his uncle. He's very odd, you know, and he doesn't seem kind or anything. And so he tells his uncle that his aunt has passed away and can he, you know, live there or whatever. And anyway, long story short, the young man figures out from a lawyer that this whole estate actually belongs to him and that the miserly old uncle didn't tell him this. So he's going to go confront his uncle about it when, oh my goodness, he's kidnapped. Wouldn't you know? So he's kidnapped by some sailors. He's on this ship and the cabin boy comes in. So the cabin boy, it's like on a baseball team where you have the real players who are old guys. And then you have the young kid who is the bat boy and he goes and gets the water. He's kind of like an apprentice. He wants to be a baseball player one day like these big guys. So the cabin boy, he would go and run all the errands on the ship and he eventually would become a sailor also. But I'm pretty sure these guys were not legit. They were, they were probably pi pirates. So he's talking to the cabin boy and he's saying, I'm, I'm rich. I, I shouldn't be, you know, a slave or in a, a servant. And the young boy, I still remember this line. He says, you may be rich, but you'll be hoeing tobacco in the Carolinas for the next seven years. And I was just like, oh no, what's going to happen? So eventually he, he finds a friend but they're in the, he's, his friend is in the middle of danger too. So this is a really exciting adventure movie and I think you'll enjoy it. Really well made.
Um, the next thing I'm going to talk about is not a book, but I'm sure there is a book about her. Um, today is the feast day of St. Josephine Bakhita. That's spelled B-A-K-H-I-T-A. And she was born in 1869 in Africa. When she was seven or eight, an Arab trader came and basically stole her. And she was put into slavery. And she was also forced to become Islamic because this was an Arab guy. So she had many owners. She was sold many times. And they did bad things to her. Bad things happened to her. It was very sad. Um, but eventually, she was bought by a man who had to leave um, the Arab nations and go to Italy. He had his daughter with him, and so she was the daughter's servant. And they went over to Italy. He went away. And in the meantime, she was staying with some nuns, and they taught her about Christianity and about God. And she said, I, they told me about a being I had always known within myself. I thought it was a beautiful way to describe God, what she had said. And so she um, eventually said, I will not leave. I want to stay here with, you know, these nuns and in, and in Italy. And eventually she was able to procure her freedom, which was amazing. And she was no longer a slave. And they said, well, what do you want to do? And she said, I want to become a Christian and I want to stay always with the nuns. And so she became a religious, a Christian and a religious sister. And later on, people would ask her, if you met uh, your kidnappers today, what would you say to them? Because they treated you so badly. And she said, if I met those who kidnapped me and tortured me, I would kneel down in front of them and kiss their hands. If these things had not happened to me, I would not be a Christian or a religious today. And I thought this was a beautiful way of confronting bad things that happen to you in your life. You can either say, woe is me, or you can be a Christian about it and say, well, our Lord unjustly died on the cross for my sins, so therefore I have nothing to complain about. And it reminds me of this one story. I read once a book, I wish I could remember the name of it, of a French priest who was a missionary went to Africa. And he was trying to bring Christianity to the African people. And there was a woman who would carry around a long rope and it had knots tied in it. And she carried it everywhere with her. And he said, why are you carrying around this rope? Doesn't it hinder you? And she said, this represents all the knots represent each time that my husband has wronged me. And he said, let go of the rope. Get rid of it now. Get rid of it. It's harming you because you are being obsessed by this spirit of revenge, of, of constantly wanting to remember the evils done to you. Let go of it. It's going to consume you. And I've always remembered that, that image in my mind of when you don't forgive others in your past or things that have happened to you or blaming other people or not forgiving other people, it's like carrying around something with you constantly, you know? So let go of that. 
And if you can't let go of it, say to God, hey, I give this to you. No matter how many times you find yourself thinking about bad things that have happened to you in the past. So it's a good image. And I'm really um, grateful to St. Josephine Biquette for her example of forgiveness in her life, in her beautiful life. I can't believe she lived to the year 1947, after the war even. Amazing. So that's the show for now. Uh, the next ones might be a little longer. It kind of took me off guard because I just threw this together at the last moment. But join me for Grimm's Fairy Tales. That's next. It should be a fun, crazy book to read. And thank you for listening to Miss Retro Reads Good Books.